Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I am joined by someone who literally does it all. She acts, she sings, she Twitch streams, she's a co-host of one of my favorite podcasts, It's All Geek to Me, and the co-founder of Late Bloomer Productions. You might best know her as the song-singing clown hostess from Terrifier 2. It's time to drop on down to the Clown Cafe for a lovely chat with Leah Voicy. Hello, thank you for having me. I am so excited that you're here. We are talking about Jennifer Check from Jennifer's Body. We are. Um, <laughs> an icon amongst icons. I'm always down yes. to chat about Jennifer. But before we get into Jennifer's Body, um. I did not like the way I said that. Before we talk about Jennifer's body, I have to geek out about your podcast, All Geek to Me, real quick. Oh, man. Let's do it. <laughs> it is it is like one of my favorite podcasts I listen to I love at that. work. Thank you. And, oh, no problem. Before we go further, I'm going to let you kind of tell everyone listening what it is. You'll do a better job than I would. <laughs> sure. So it's called It's All Geek to Me, and it's a podcast where two best friends experience nerdy franchises for the first time. So I host it with my best friend, Kelly. And the first two seasons that we've done actually have been Kelly experiencing franchises that I love for the first time. So for season one, we did The Lord of the Rings, and we're currently in the middle of Star Wars, movies that she has never seen, which is wild to me. And so that's <laughs> kind of where the idea was born from, because I was like, Kelly, how have you never seen my favorite movies? And so we're like, let's do a podcast about it. So we've been having so much fun. There are so many movies that Kelly hasn't seen, as I found out, like The Matrix, X-Men, like none of this. She's not seen oh, any wow. of them. Yeah, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the podcast. <laughs> That sounds so exciting, though. One of my favorite, I don't know if I would call it a trend or a genre, but something I love to do is go on YouTube and watch videos of people like listening to songs for the first time and oh, reacting like reaction to them. Videos. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I love that, like specifically videos of like people who listen to hip hop and rap mostly yeah. listening to like war pigs our crazy train for the first time yeah <laughs> and i just think it's so cool because it's like people who love music just watching or listening to a new song for the first time that i've known my whole life and then your yeah. podcast is kind of the same thing where it's like oh yeah for sure yeah. and it's it's so fun like watching it with someone who's like only seen it once because her perspectives is so like fresh and she has really like opened my eyes to a lot of things that like I've never even thought of before. And I've seen these movies like so many times. And that's what I love about like the fantasy genre in particular, specifically like high fantasy, like the Lord of the Rings is you can yeah. read those books a million times. You can see those movies a million times and you're always going to come out with something like different because the story is so dense and the world is so dense as well. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's like, I every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I've I've learned everything I need to about the world. And then I watch it again 
and there's just so much more. And then with Kelly watching it for the first time, it's like she's picking up on stuff that like I've never picked up on. So we we have so much fun with the podcast. It's one of my favorite things that I do. Oh, that's awesome. Currently, at the time of this recording and at the time that this will be released, you're covering Star Wars. We are. <laughs> I I love Star I know this is a horror podcast, but I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars too. <laughs> I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I will talk about oh, it. Oh, we could talk all forever. Day. Exactly. Yeah. I just I just need to know what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Ooh, okay. So it's so funny because I always say either A New Hope or Return of the Jedi. But watching the podcast, Kelly like loved The Empire Strikes Back so much. And that was always like low tier for me in the original trilogy it was probably ranked like third overall but mm -hmm. like her watching it and like loving it so much like made me love it even more so definitely like one of the films in the original trilogy but then up there also for me probably ranked like second would be rogue one i think rogue one is so good so good one of the better like modern star wars films oh i i agree i agree with that i love rogue one. Oh, what a good it's film. so good mm -hmm. i um Star Wars, talking about Star Wars can always be so weird because like you could be like, I like this part. And someone's like, well, I hate it. And you're a bad person. And it's like, <laughs> what? Well, Where did that come from? That's something I said on the podcast <laughs> is nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Like I will rip <laughs> on it for days, but I also love it. So <laughs> it's this like weird conundrum of being a Star Wars fan, but also like hating a lot of the stuff that they've put out. <laughs> And like, I, I love pretty much all of it. There's not a lot of Star Wars I don't like. And whenever I tell people like my three favorite Star Wars movies, I usually get like weird looks. Mm, what are yours? Well, my number one is Empire Strikes Back. And I feel like that's the basic answer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not the one that that uh, I have to defend usually. Yeah, I'm assuming it's one in the in the prequel trilogy. I, yeah, I have one from each trilogy in my top three. Oh my God, that is controversial. That, I know. <laughs> and uh, my number two is Revenge of the Sith, my prequel one. I do like, if I had to choose one from the prequel, it would be Revenge of the Sith. So I love it. It was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. Mm. Um, and I was like 10 years old at the time. It came out in 2005. Yeah, I was 10. And uh, it, you know... Like, yeah, it's just like it's also special. just really fun. Like yeah. I can quote that movie all day. I think and the internet can quote that movie. <laughs> and the ending is just like so heartbreaking. Like the last scene between um, Obi-Wan and Anakin just like yes. breaks my heart. It's so well done. I can't wait it, till Kelly sees it. I'm I am wait I am so excited. I mean, I'm cuz uh, you guys just wrapped up the Phantom Menace. Yeah. And we're um, watching the next one tomorrow or the next day sometime this weekend. I am so excited. I I laugh <laughs> at work sometimes because I've heard some digs at my favorite character who's Boba Fett. <gasps> Boba Fett. <laughs> and there's like what's the deal? Like he just yeah. shows up and I'm like, I know He's still my favorite. <laughs> That's so funny because we talk about Bo Boba Fett all the time because Kelly doesn't get, because she thinks that I'm obsessed with Boba Fett because I have like Boba Fett merch, but it's not like Boba Fett isn't my favorite character. I just like work with this artist who did like mm -hmm. all these like pinups, like this, these pinup drawings of Star Wars characters. So he did like a, 
a pinup of um, Darth Vader and Boba Fett. So it's like these sexy women, but like with the Darth Vader helmet or like with the Boba Fett helmet. So I've got the boat and <laughs> this is, I don't, I don't know how PG, how PG is this podcast, but. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's a horror movie podcast. We're okay. talking about decapitations yeah. and yeah. So, so we're, you're fine. <laughs> so the, I have a candle from him with Boba Fett on it as the pinup and it says Boba Fetish on it. And I just thought it was so <laughs> funny I was like I have to I have to take this like I love this candle so much so she like thinks I'm obsessed with Boba Fett but I'm like no this is just like a funny candle so like I had to have it <laughs> I'm obsessed with Boba Fett but no that's amazing I love that <laughs> yeah I don't know if you can see but I have like two Boba Fett posters behind me oh yes I do I'm blocking a little bit, but there's a yes. bunch of Boba Fett like Funko Pops behind me. oh my god amazing you really I love, love Boba Fett <laughs> I, and it's like Part of me will always be like eight years old mm -hmm. at exactly. heart. And it's like cool armor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm just basic. My favorite character is Leia. That I'm just basic, but I'm okay with being basic. But the thing with Star Wars is there's so many good picks for favorite character, That's you know? Because mm -hmm. who in their right mind doesn't love Princess Leia? Yeah, she's incredible. incredible. Oh, I, <laughs> I agree. I And then it's like, I was about to say my second favorite character is, but I'm like, but maybe it's this one or that one or this one or yeah, that. Yeah, it can so it's change. Like, like, I don't even know. Yeah. Every time I watch Lord of the Rings, I'm, when we were doing Lord of the Rings on the podcast, I kept saying like, oh, that's my favorite character. And she's like, you just said that Sam was your favorite character. And now you're saying that Aragorn's your favorite character. I'm like, yeah, they're <laughs> all my favorites. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> I, I'm the same way with Star Wars. Because, well, I would say Boba Fett's my clear favorite. But one, one day it'd be like, oh, it's a Darth Vader day. Today's mm -hmm. an R2D2 day. Today I'm today I'm obsessed with Jabba the Hutt. Like I I, I never know yeah. who the new character mm -hmm. is. But um why'd I start talking about Oh yeah, I'm excited for you guys to watch Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So am I, I. So she can actually see Boba Fett. Like actually see Boba yeah. Fett for the first time. And then see his see his daddy. I don't know if she's gonna listen to this before you do probably no. not, but no I mean, spoilers for Star not Wars. To, yeah. Good. <laughs> Totally I, I love Django Fett too. So yeah. mm -hmm. I'm really excited to hear her thoughts on Django Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. Um, Me too. So we'll we'll get off of Star Wars because we'll both keep going. We could go forever. <laughs> People but, listening, um, they're like, we came for the horror. Why are we talking about exactly, Star Wars? <laughs> exactly. I never said my third favorite one. So I'm just going to say it real quick it is the last jedi and that's the one that gives me the most mean looks i'm not even gonna say anything i'm not even gonna ignore you i'm gonna ignore you <laughs> i have nothing well, this, to say <laughs> well this has been a lovely interview thank you for taking the time no, <laughs> yeah like i'm about to leave that's like my least favorite one but anyway so we don't have to debate and that now I, I get it i get it i i've had to def you know, the way I look at it is I grew up with the prequels and having to defend those. I'm fine. Yeah. In 20 years, I think in 20 years, people are going to be much kinder to the sequels and hating whatever Star Wars is. Whatever. Out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just going to like it all. I'm. It, it's fine. I've accepted my role in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that the world of that podcast, I really enjoy listening to it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you listening. It means a lot. And oh, I I love it. Lord of, Lord of the Rings was really interesting because um, it's not I like those movies a lot, but I wouldn't consider them my favorites. Oh, they're my favorites, like hands down. But like listening to that podcast, I'm like, 
I kind of want to revisit them again. You like should. you should. Know? You should. They're the best movies ever. And like, here's my super professional transition into horror. There's some scary shit in The Lord of the Rings. There is. There like, is. Like, there's nightmare fuel, and uh-huh. I watched. Like I watched that as a kid, and I don't I don't know how. There's <laughs> giant spiders and um, the ring wraiths are really scary. Mm-hmm. It is pretty scary. I agree with that. Good transition into horror. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have you been a horror fan like all your life? I'm assuming you're a horror fan. <laughs> I am. So here's my thing. When I was a child, I watched a few horror films that like ruined my life because they scared me so much. It was the pol- it was Poltergeist, Chucky, and Beetlejuice. I was quite young. Quite young when I saw them. <laughs> And I just absolutely hated them. I was so scared of them. And as I got older, I just sort of had this thing where like when I was afraid of something, I wanted to conquer it. So I started watching horror films and I found that like when I was older and it didn't feel like real anymore, you know, when you're a kid and you're watching horror films, like it feels real and like you have scary dreams. Like it feels like it's really happening. And when I got older, I realized that I just like love the feeling of being scared. So my thing is like, I haven't been like a lifelong horror fan. I'm not like a diehard where I've seen like all the classics and all, you know, all the really popular ones. Like I can't have like in-depth conversations about it, but like I'm someone who when I'm home alone and I want to watch a movie, I'm very inclined to put on a horror film. If I'm going out to a movies with friends or like on a date, I'm very inclined to like want to pick a horror film because like I know I will enjoy it regardless of like if it's a trash movie, if it like <laughs> makes me feel nervous or scared or makes me jump, I'll I'll enjoy it. So in that sense, yes, I'm a big horror fan, but I wouldn't say I'm like necessarily like in the fandom, if that makes sense. I, I feel that something I like to try and do, and I guess it's kind of the thesis of my podcast if I want to be pretentious about it. But one of my goals is to like spread horror mm-hmm. and kind like of just that. like and basically be like the anti gatekeeper, if that makes sense. Yeah, I because love that. I totally know what you mean. But it also makes me sad when you're like, well, I haven't seen all the classics. So am I really I'm like, no, you're a horror fan. I mean, you are in one of the biggest horror films of the past couple of years. Oh, for sure. Which is wild. And because like... of that, I feel like so immersed into like the horror community and everyone is so kind and welcoming. And it's like, I want to be able to have these conversations with the fans and like talk about horror films. So I'm actually taking the month of December and I'm watching a bunch of the classics. I'm watching Beetlejuice tonight, finally conquering my fear. I'm watching yes. The Lost Boys tomorrow. I have like a whole thing I'm doing over on my YouTube channel is I have this advent calendar with little Funko Pops in them and whatever pop I pull, that's the movie I watch. But of course, like the first three I pulled were like movies I'd seen already. And I was like, (laughs) this wasn't the point of this. But now we're getting into the territory of like movies I haven't seen. And I'm excited to kind of just like see some of the classics and see what speaks to me and like what like I would consider to be like some of my favorites. Like maybe I'll unlock some new favorites throughout the process. 
Hell yeah, I love that. And I just want to say the fact that you pulled out three and you've already seen them. Oh my gosh. I think you're I think you're selling yourself <laughs> short on the classic set you've seen. Like no, well, these are actually some. <laughs> it was so it was The Shining was the first one. And I'm a huge Stephen King fan. So like okay. I read I, I've read a lot more of his books than I've seen the movie adaptations because I find his books are better than any sort of movie adaptation that could ever happen. I love imagining the worlds that he creates. And I just don't think that film captures it the way that he captures it in books. But I've seen The Shining, watched it again. Not sure how I feel about the movie, but that's a conversation for another day. And <laughs> then the next one I pulled was It. it but it was it was uh, the new Pennywise. It was it was Bill Skarsgård's Penny, Pennywise, not... Tim Curry's. And I've seen those. I, I think I saw that movie when it came out in theaters because it was the first Stephen King book that I read. And I like, I feel like with media, especially if like you're into movies, you're into books or whatever. I feel like certain movies or certain books, like the first time I read it, I can like visualize like where I was when I read it for the first time. And I remember reading it. I was in high school. It was the summer. I was working as a lifeguard at a pool where nobody ever came. And I got it at the library. It was the first Stephen King book I ever read. And I just like devoured it in like three days. And I was like, this is amazing. I like need more. And my mom was a big Stephen King fan at some time in her life. So like she had a ton of books at the house and I just like started reading as much as possible. And there's still so many I haven't read, like a, a ton of them, but I love him. He's the best. <laughs> that is awesome. And, the, and you've read it in three days? I just, I read The Stand in two days. Like I read what? that and that book is like a thousand pages. I legitimately couldn't put it down. It, that was the greatest like literary experience I've ever had in my entire life. It was incredible. Like so great. That, that's awesome. But like, those are massive. Like They're you can books. work out with those books. Listen, like... nobody came to these pools. It was like eight hour shifts. Nobody was there. So I was just reading the whole time. <laughs> I like to listen to audiobooks at work because I feel mm. like when I'm at home, I don't have a lot of time to read. I love collecting physical books. I love yeah, libraries and stuff, but I don't feel like I have the time because like I spend my day at my day job. I come home and then I'm editing the podcast or I'm trying to write a script or something. So if I have free time, I find my free time is spent dozing off watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Not the movie's fault, by the way. I, I just work a lot. I do that but, too. Um... <laughs> People are like, did you see this movie? I was like, I fell asleep during it. They're like, it was so good. I was like, yeah, but I was like so tired when I watched it. It wasn't the movie. It right. <laughs> exactly. So I, I rewatch a lot of movies because I, I will acknowledge sometimes, sometimes I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to say, I also have not seen The Lost Boys. So well, I haven't either. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. I'll let you know. Yes, <laughs> I didn't even please. know who it was. Like I had, I think I have it on my table. Yeah. So I pulled this guy. No, you guys can't listening, you can't see it, but I pulled this little Funko Pop. I had no clue who this was. So I just went to Twitter. I posted it on Twitter and I was like, help me, horror fans, I need help. And <laughs> they came through and they they helped me. And they're like, that's the Lost Boys. I was like, perfect. I know. I do recognize that. I do recognize that character. Yeah. I don't know the character's name, but I know the actor is Kiefer Sutherland. Ah, really? Yeah, oh, that's like so that's exciting. that's Gun Kiefer. <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm even more excited. That's amazing. <laughs> I uh, I like I said I haven't seen it, but I kind of know some parts of it. I know Alex Winter is in that movie. Okay. I don't know who he plays because I haven't <laughs> seen it. I know my mom gets mad at me because she loves that movie. 
So uh-huh. uh, she's like, how haven't you seen it yet? I'm like, I don't know. I guess someone didn't show me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to watch it, especially because he looks like a vampire and I love vampires. So that yeah. Um, I, w- I was about to say, I think it would be great. But I'm like, I have no clue. I've never seen it. But yeah, if it's a classic <laughs> and if it's in Funko Pop's calendar, I'm trusting their judgment on it. You know what? If it's not a good movie, would it have a Funko Pop? Yeah, that's true. You know who needs a Funko Pop? Terrifier. Yes. A hundred percent. Funko. We need the we need the Get whole set. Pops. We need them all. We need Sienna. Yep. We need Art. We need mm-hmm. the girl from the first movie whose name I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need the two friends. We need um the brother. We need the clown cafe hostess. Oh me, yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. That would literally I would be like I peaked. I'm, I love Funko Pop. <laughs> if they made a Funko Pop of my character, I peep. <laughs> you would sign so many, too. Like Gladly, I would sign. I would have, <laughs> like, five for myself. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that's great. I do have to ask, because you said you haven't seen a lot of the classics, and I don't mean to out you, but I'm just curious if you've seen my favorite scary movie, which is Alien. I haven't seen Alien, but I know the big scene where the alien comes out of her stomach. I know that happens. (laughs) I showed my friend who also never seen Alien. I showed it to her for the first time and she knew that scene, but she was still like, I wasn't expect. I knew it was coming, but I wasn't expecting it. Right. I haven't like seen it. I don't know what would happen. (laughs) Yeah. But I've seen some really good alien cosplays at different conventions. I've seen really good ones, but that's I, knowledge I've I seen some it. good predator ones, which always wow me. I've mm. not seen a good alien. And, well, no, I don't want to say it like that. I've not seen an alien one yet. I was about to say I haven't seen a good one, which implies I've seen bad ones. But no, I just haven't seen an alien. <laughs> Everyone one. sucks. Everyone doing <laughs> alien, you suck. We're to hear first. <laughs> uh, speaking of gate. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um. No, I I love Alien. So if that's one of your December picks, let me know because I, I absolutely will. And yeah, unless I don't know. you unless you I don't hate know what's it, be in then there. then, then don't let me know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only if I like it. Exactly. I I don't need my feeling. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, Alien's a great film, and you know what's actually kind of a related film to that is Jennifer's Body, ah, which well, another. Another professional transition by yours truly. <laughs> Amazing. We're, we're um, great at this. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first time you seen Jennifer's body? Oh, when it came out. When it came out. You uh, did? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I feel like I saw this in theaters. This movie is incredible. I'm obsessed with this movie. But you know what I didn't know as a young person seeing this? came out in 2009. I was a junior in high school. And... What I didn't know and found out recently was it was directed and written by a woman, two different women, yeah. directed by Karen Kusama and written by Diablo Cody. And that just made the movie like better, way better in my eyes, like as soon as I found that out. But then on top of that, even more, the soundtrack is so good. It's yes. so good. The best soundtrack. I, If Spotify wrapped or even Spotify existed when I was in high school, that would have been my number one. Absolutely. I listened to that. <laughs> so much it's so good and like i love all the actors in it and i just i i think it what i uh, something i love about it is like it doesn't really take itself too seriously which i think is such a good trait in a lot of horror films i think like 
the dialogue gives you like the dialogue is almost like a little bit like rom-commy sometimes it, it reminds me of like clueless almost a little bit like it's like I love this, clueless yeah it's like this high school story but then in addition to that it's like this horror film you know so yeah. i think it almost like bends genres a little bit in that way like i, I think the dialogue is just super clever in like a cheesy way but like purposely cheesy which i like appreciate Oh, 100 percent. I always think of Mean Girls. That too, yeah. Like... Mm -hmm. That's another good example, which I think, again, is also like purposely cheesy in the dialogue. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. And I love the writing for both of those films, because for me, it's like, I mean, it's quippy. It's funny. Mm -hmm. There's a good um, levity to it. But yes, there's real drama and real stakes in there. Yeah. Because like. In Jennifer's body, it's about these two friends, like, splitting apart, basically. Yeah. But with blood. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, when we were trying to figure out, like, what villain we were going to talk about, this was just, like, top of mind for me because I watched it really recently. And mm -hmm. then in my head, though, I was like, is Jennifer a villain? Or, I mean, she's a victim. She's definitely a victim. Right. But then the question is, is she also a villain? But then I feel like the answer has to be yes, because even though she's like obviously being possessed by something, it's still her consciousness. And then at the end, Needy is like, you always sucked. You were always mean to me. Like even before all this shit, even before you killed my boyfriend, you always were mean. And yeah. so I feel like that makes her a villain in my eyes. Like before she was a demon, she was already a villain because she was a mean girl, you know? Exactly. Right. And that doesn't mean she should have been a victim, but at the same time. No, absolutely not. Like she was still a <laughs> yeah. victim. And like what happened right. to her? Adam Brody's character is like the real villain of the story. Exactly. Right. <laughs> He's but the true can... villain. <laughs> Let's but we don't be need real. To talk yeah. about him. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but that's what makes like a great movie is because there's nuance to it. Like mm -hmm. you can have a character be both villain and victim. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. And I find that like interesting about her, you know? Yeah. And it's something that like, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to think about. And I think that's why this movie is standing the test of time because it didn't make a lot of money when it came out, but now everyone's like, oh, that movie was great. Why didn't it make a lot of money? I guess. What a question. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we all should have seen. I mean, you did. You saw it. You did oh, your part. <laughs> yeah. When I saw Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried and Adam Brody, too, I was like, 100 percent. I'm seeing this movie. Like, there's no question. Like, I just I, I have to admit, I did not see it in theaters. I am yeah, part of the problem. Fine. You're but... younger than me. I was young. I was like 16 when I saw it. And you're younger than me. I w yeah, I think I was only a freshman in high school I was incoming 2009 I was a freshman in high school mm -hmm. so I was not seeing horror movies yet because I was yeah. still scared <laughs> <laughs> my first horror movie in theaters did come very soon after actually it was like because I saw Paranormal Activity in theaters. Oh, and I, I was saw that in theaters year. too. Mm -hmm. I somehow convinced my mom to take me and a few of my friends. You <laughs> uh -huh. didn't tell her what it was. <laughs> no, she knew what it was. She's a horror fan uh, oh, okay. through and through. She knew what it was. But I that movie uh, fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> that, <laughs> that movie was scary. In a, in a packed theater? Mm -hmm. Like, it was, it was something else. And I think that scared me away from horror movies in the theater until I was like a junior or senior in high school and I saw Scream 4. Oh, yeah. There is something really 
cool about seeing a horror movie in theaters because I feel like that's like the most vocal audience during a horror film. And that's just like so fun. I love that. Like people, we'll, like hearing people yeah. scream or like hearing the reactions. Yeah. I promise we'll bring it back to Jennifer's body, but I'm going to gush to you about Terrifier 2 for a second. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Terrifier 2 with one of my best friends in the theater. Mm -hmm. And it was in its third week because I was busy. We were both busy the first two weeks it was out which was amazing. It was only supposed to be out for three days, if I remember correctly. Yes. <laughs> and it kept staying. I'm pretty sure staying. it's still in theater. I, I'm it's sure so you're wild. right. It's so wild. <laughs> so I told my friend, I'm like, okay, this is our weekend. It wasn't supposed to be in theaters this weekend, but this this is God telling us we have to go see <laughs> Terrifier 2. The universe is willing it into existence. Yes. And, uh, we saw it and it was a pretty full theater. And I oh, was kind of, I, I was not, I don't want to say I was surprised, but I wasn't expecting it to be as full as it was. Oh, for yeah. What, see, when I, so obviously like I saw it at the premiere and that was full because that was mm -hmm. cast crew family. But then, oh, well, opening night, it was like pretty full too. But then I saw it again, like a few weeks later and we went early. It was like six o'clock or something. And it wasn't very full. There were like maybe 10 of us in there. But then when we left, there was another showing at like 930. And the concessions line was so long. And you could just like tell from the people in line. Like you knew what movie they were going to see. Like the way they dressed, <laughs> the way people looked, you're like, you guys are here to see Terrifier. So that was cool. Like coming out of the theater with my friends at the theater that I used to go to as a kid and then seeing like, a huge line of people coming in to see like a movie that I was in. I was like, this is crazy. This is awesome. That is, that is awesome. Wow. That, that is so cool. cool. I'm so happy <laughs> for you. Thank um, you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, I, it's just something I never thought I'd experience. So I'm happy to have gotten to experience that. <laughs> well, hopefully you experience it uh, again and again and again, because you work really hard. I, <laughs> Uh, like I Hopefully. said, I listen to the podcast. I uh, and even just from that, I can tell that you know. And then you're acting, and then you're singing, and then you do Twitch streams, which I don't watch Twitch streams because I don't understand it. But, a lot of people don't, yeah. <laughs> but I know it's a thing, and I know you do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's fun too because we we play horror games exclusively, which I was doing like way before Terrifier, because like there's such a there's such an interest in watching someone play a game for the first time like a horror game specifically even if like the viewers have seen it before seeing someone's like genuine reactions and like their fear people love that so like yeah I I, I didn't start doing horror games but I knew that was like where I was going to transition into so I was doing that like way before Terrifier came out and I that's like so fun for me doing horror games on there like we were playing one last night and I'm just it's like genuine fear like I don't get scared at movies but games I get really scared at like really scared I don't know what I, the difference is but <laughs> I feel that because I like I said earlier my favorite horror movie of all time is Alien and I'm a huge Alien fan and I tried playing Alien Isolation once and I I was too stressed out and yeah. I never played it again. <laughs> I think because it's like more of an immersive experience. Like when you're watching a movie, you're like a viewer and you're like seeing this happen to like other people. But when you're playing the game, it's like, it's you, like you're the thing that like they're coming at. So that must be what it is. I don't know, but I get so scared at games and movies. I don't get scared at all. <laughs> Have you played a game called the quarry? Oh yeah. 
I play all of Supermassive games. I love them. They're one of my favorite game makers. I played that I, game two or three times at this point. I loved that game, but I also like Until Dawn. My Until friend Dawn's just great. my friend just got the new one, and I was watching and him. I think yeah. Oh God, that freaking game! It's so it's that's one of my favorites that they've put out because Until Dawn and The Quarry are kind of like their own game, and then mm-hmm. they do something called the Dark Pictures Anthology, which. Uh, the Devil in Me was the fourth game in that anthology. It's the end of season one of the Dark Picture games. That one is by far the best, in my opinion. But I killed everybody. So I got to play it again. <laughs> I did terrible. I did so bad. I killed everybody. I'm still mad about it. This was like last week. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I... I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it again on Monday. Try it again. See if I can make everyone live. I was so proud of myself when I played the quarry because I only lost two teenagers. Oh, and nice. they were the ones I liked the least. Hell yeah. Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Sure. Was it Jacob and Emma? Jacob was one of them. Yes. Um, I killed Jacob too. <laughs> I saved Emma. I, I I don't hate Emma. I like Emma. I Emma I feel grows bad. on me as the game goes on. Yeah. My thing, I, I don't want to get too into it in the podcast, but like <laughs> people are going to be like, I've never even played this game. But like my thing with them is like, Jacob was being all whiny because like Emma didn't want to be with him. But Emma was very clear with her boundaries. She was like, this was a summer fling. You're mad at me because you wanted something more. But I told you what I was interested in. So she was being honest. Yeah, but anyway, she was who clear. Was, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who was your other least favorite? OK, I forgot his name, but it was. Well, I don't want to say he was. It's not like he was my least favorite. It's more I like the other characters more. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. What is his name? He was the first boyfriend. The one who got turned into oh, spoilers Nick. for the core. Yeah, Nick. The Australian guy, Nick. Yeah. No, not Nick. Not Nick. Not Nick. No, I'm sorry. Uh, not him. He's from the prologue. Oh, Max. Max, thank you. <laughs> Max is so dopey. <laughs> I like him. But he, he can I, only I die. What's funny about him is he can only die one way. And I, I found and the you way. Did it. I, I did it too. No, me too. That's so funny. We killed the same two characters the first time. I killed <laughs> oh. Jacob and Max as well. We're twinsies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you kill Jacob in the cage? Is that where he died or did you yep. kill him somewhere else? Look at us. We killed them the exact same way. That's funny. Did you shoot Lin Shay's character in the face? Oh, the, the old woman? Yes. Mm-hmm. I Love that part. did not expect that to happen. I was just like, I picked the option to like wrestle the gun away and then she no longer has a head. And I'm like... <laughs> That escalated way too quickly. What's funny is I've played the game three times and every time I choose that because I love that death. I think it's so good. (laughs) It is the standout moment for me. I love it, yeah. (laughs) You know what Supermassive needs to do? They need to make a Jennifer's Body game. Honestly, my dream is to work with them. I want to work with them more than I want anything. I love them so much and I want them. I tag them. I tag them on Twitter all the time. They never respond to me. Not that they're I'm not going like, to Hey, put me in a game. I'm like, I'm playing your game tonight. They never answer, but maybe one day I'm putting it out in the universe. That's, that's what I want. <laughs> exactly. We're manifesting that energy. Yes, we are. <laughs> and they're bound to have you at some point. So they better. Yeah, I hope so. They that's will. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, something like, I don't know if it needs to be like a direct Jennifer's body, but something in like the high the high school world with like a demon, you know? Yeah, I like that idea. Because they've done werewolves. They've done you know their next one they're doing. They're doing a space one. <gasps> yeah, the next one is space. 
I need I it. I forgot the pre. I saw the preview for it at the end of the Devil in Me. I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's like in space. I need it. Yeah, because I that one. I think they need a high school based one. That would be and cool then everyone who listens to my podcast kind of they can probably anticipate what I'm about to say. But I think they need to make a Jurassic Park one. That would be cool. I like that because I think that one critique that they've gotten is that the monsters in the quarry and until dawn were very similar even though one was a wendigo and one was a werewolf they were very similar like they looked alike alike and they kind of behaved the same way so that'd be cool to do something where like the characters aren't turning into it there's just like some sort of scary thing haunting you know right and something like jurassic park you get a variety of dinosaurs to act as like the monsters so to speak yeah like one level you're evading a tyrannosaurus which was big or maybe you're being stalked by the velociraptors which are more like <laughs> you know i like so, that so super super ma- oh my god super massive almost a super massive super uh massive. <laughs> <laughs> they better be listening they better take our ideas and put you in a video game hell yeah i could see them doing a zombie game at some point that would be they've, cool. They've done vampires as well. One of the oh, done pictures was vampires. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So they and so they're doing they could. Yeah, I think you're right. I think a zombie one would be really, really awesome. I yeah. think a high school demonic one would be great. They did um, one game, too, where it seemed like it was like ghosts and stuff. Like it seemed like that was the thing. But then it turned out that they were all on drugs accidentally they all got <laughs> drugs accidentally so they were just like tripping and like nothing was actually happening <laughs> That's... like they were still being like stalked by like people but like the the supernatural element was like all in their heads and i was like that was funny that made me laugh <laughs> that's amazing yeah i love that i can't wait for this alien game or not alien but like space i one. assume it's aliens like something with aliens i'm excited for it too i don't know when it comes out but I'm excited for it. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh speaking of awesome, can we talk about how in uh Jennifer's body once again another professional transition. transition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a great job of so keeping good. us on track. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Where was I even going with that? I don't know, but something we're back awesome. in Jennifer's body. Yeah, something speaking awesome. Of Jennifer's body. <laughs> it's awesome. No. Yeah. <laughs> um I uh I remember. Um, I think it's actually awesome how people are giving it the love it deserves now. Yeah. I feel like it is coming out of its like cult status and like it is getting like much more of a a following and a fan base, which I think is cool. It'd be cool to get like a sequel. Like what what's yeah. media up to these days? Right. <laughs> and like there's there's a lot of and even if it doesn't like get a true sequel, I think its influence can be seen on a lot of movies today. Yeah, I could see that too. Because cause that film, like we were talking about the dialogue earlier, it's so snappy with it. And I don't know, it's just really quotable. Yeah, it is. I wish I could think of some right now, but I can't. It, o- it always quotes. happens. It always happens when it's like, you could do it literally any other time except when you're on the spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, but also just like the yeah. cast too, like having like Kyle Gallner, like or Gallner, I don't know how to say his last name, but he, I feel like he's in so many horror films. Yeah. And 
yeah and he was so good in that movie I remember like seeing it as a teenager and being like that is my ideal person when I was in high school any person who looked like that I had a crush on them so I had a huge crush (laughs) on him in that film and then I was watching Smile a couple weeks ago and he's in that and he was in uh, Scream, the new yeah, Scream that came out this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got his foot in the horror world, which is cool. Definitely a Scream King. Mm-hmm, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> One of Jennifer's <but> yeah. victims. <laughs> and like that, that movie has like a lot because uh, I'm pretty sure J.K. Simmons plays a teacher. Yeah, he's in it as well. And I love J.K. Simmons. I do, too. He's great. He's so versatile. Also, he's been in like so many different genres of movie he he does it all because mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's super like i love him because he's so scary in whiplash i never saw whiplash it's an intense movie i know i have a thing against miles teller i don't like see any movies that he's in he looks like someone uh... i don't like he looks like someone that i don't like irl <laughs> in real life and so i just like can't get behind him in movies and it's nothing to do with him it's just he just looks like someone i don't like <laughs> well if it makes you i don't know if it'll influence you or not but jk simmons yells at him a lot oh yeah i mean i've heard whiplash <laughs> is amazing you know the thing is like it it's really really intense and sometimes when i'm watching it i'm like guys it's just banned i I was in i was in the band world so i can say that yeah (laughs) i was in choir not so much band but adjacent but you you know that you've seen that world (laughs) yeah mm -hmm. our band director in my high school was pretty intense so and and like i remember how intense it could be and i'm just like guys we're just doing band it's just music it's just band it doesn't (laughs) have to be the it doesn't have to be this hard guys (laughs) yeah but then he's all. But then J.K. Simmons is also like the yellow M&M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <Suck> range. <laughs> Suck range. But yeah, I, I totally forgot that he was in this movie. But you're right. He is. It, it just has um, not everybody. It is a small cat. But like everybody in it are like. Is great. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, the the soundtrack, I remember the one song that got me like listening to the soundtrack was there's a song new perspective by panic at the disco and at the time like panic at the disco was all the rage and i (laughs) loved them so that wasn't a song that they had on like any of their albums and i like wanted to listen to it so i just like had that soundtrack going and the iconic song through the trees that's like my favorite (laughs) bit from the movie is like every every time like it's always like playing in the background or like on the tv and you're like oh my god stop like i don't want to hear this (laughs) stupid song anymore from this stupid band. <laughs> it gets stuck in my head every time I watch this movie. And I get so mad because it's not on Spotify. It's not? That's BS. The soundtrack is, but that specific that song, song isn't. It. Wow, I wonder why. That's, a, that's uh, crazy. Copyright be weird and I don't understand it. <laughs> so strange. Um, At least that was the case the last time I tried to listen to it. Maybe yeah. I'm hoping things have changed, but I don't know. Maybe. That's so funny. <laughs> But, you know, the soundtrack is iconic. I just laugh because I'm like, every time I watch that movie, it has this amazing soundtrack and my brain fixates on one song. The yeah. one song I can't listen to. Which is? <laughs> the oh, through the, the Trees. Through the Trees, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the song that's like literally playing throughout the entire movie, so it makes sense. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, you're right. You're right. It's like, 
it's like uh have you ever seen coco no well i don't want to spoil coco but there's a yeah, song i heard it's amazing it's like it i cried but um now i'm trying to think of another song uh movie that like just has the same song throughout throughout it um but now my my mind's blanking <laughs> well there's jennifer jennifer's body through the trees <laughs> There, you did you heard it. Of that one? <laughs> uh, you know what? It's news to me. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's like one scene where they're doing like a sid, like not a sigil. Is that like a, a vigil? Yeah, vigil, sigil. <laughs> <laughs> where they're doing like a vigil and everyone's like singing the song together. I'm like, this is so funny. I love a horror I... film that can make me laugh. That's like, because I don't like comedy. People are like, you don't like to laugh. I was like, I'm like, no, I like <laughs> to laugh. I just don't want to watch a comedy. Something that's like only funny, but I I, that, I love when like other genres have like a comedic tone to them, and I feel like Jennifer's body in some aspects does have that like comedic air to it that I really appreciate. You know? Oh, for sure, yeah. And it's not like it like a super f- no, it's super funny, but it's not like a it. Do- how do I want to say it? It's not like it's a parody or anything where like yeah. only wants to make you laugh. Like it still has the scares and it still has the drama. Too. And it's serious, but it's just got yeah. moments where it's like, that's really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know what this says about me as a person, but I kind of get that vibe from Terrifier 2. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, that's that movie's hilarious. It's so and, funny. Like, <laughs> Art the Clown is kind of funny like he's so funny he's still yeah. a clown and it's like this horrific gory grotesque i'm trying to think of all the beautiful adjectives to describe it but like there's kind of a not a snarkiness but a playfulness to the yeah movie. oh absolutely i i feel like i just have a huge smile on my face every time i watch that movie i'm like always laughing <laughs> so yeah that's another great example of just like a movie with just really good comedy in it even i just watched it recently the the newer one it part yeah it, it chapter one that one too is so funny that movie is hilarious as well as yeah, really scary yeah. and like really serious at the same time and i think comedy and horror are two genres that like elicit a physical reaction from mm-hmm. people yeah and when you can do both in your movie it's the best feeling yeah and it's like I mean, it depends on what you're going for, of course. Because, like, there's right. obviously some horror films, like, I feel like, like, Midsummer Hereditary. Like, those are really good examples where that's just depressing the whole time and scary the whole time. But, like, there yeah. are certain horror films, like, like Jennifer's Body, where it's not meant to be that way. It's supposed to be fun as much as it's supposed to be scary. Like, Hereditary is not a fun movie. That movie is not fun at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it was weird. I was the only one laughing in my theater after the um, highway um, oh. light pole. No, I'm kidding. Are I'm you kidding. serious? No. No, I no. literally don't think I breathed <laughs> for like five minutes. I think I legitimately was passed out because I wasn't breathing. That <laughs> imagine you just like break out in laughter and it's like dead silent. Oh my god, that that no, I'm kidding. I'm hor- <laughs> like horrifying. But like, I I feel like I feel like the slasher genre is one that really like mixes comedy in for the slashers that I've seen. And I think that this has like a slasher feel to it in a sense. Jennifer's body. A little bit. I see that. I can see that. Yeah. Because when I think of like high school set horror movies, the one I first think of is scream. Mm -hmm. 
And Scream's also really funny. Right, really that one's playful. supposed to be funny too, yeah. And then, like, if you go back to the 80s with The Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's got jokes. Yeah. That's <laughs> another one I haven't seen, but it might be on the list for this month, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think I think you'll like A Nightmare on Elm Street because I think that one has a playful... I'm assuming you've seen Scream, right? I've seen clips of Scream, and I also know that Scream was, like, the main franchise that they were using in scary movie and i've seen yeah. most of scary movie but that was not my thing i didn't like scary movie <laughs> <laughs> i i think you'll like scream a lot more yeah but <laughs> i no i think you'll like scream a lot because there's you'll watch it and i think it'd be like there's a lot of similarities with jennifer's body <laughs> yeah oh i gotta watch it then <laughs> i think i think you'll like it and if you don't i don't need to know um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of funny horror movies I'm going to give you a recommendation. I don't know if you've seen it or not. So let me know if you have. But there's one from the 80s. It's one of my favorites. It's called An American Werewolf in London. An American Werewolf in London. No, I haven't seen that. You know what I was thinking of, which is totally not the same at all. But I was thinking of Interview with a Vampire. But that's like not even <laughs> the same. But I've, I've heard of this movie, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> I think that one is one of the funniest movies but it also has a weird sense of humor that Ooh. I don't think everyone thinks is funny. <laughs> but I'm oh, really, <laughs> but I'm really intrigued because it has like this dry British kind of humor. Mm, I like that. Even though it was written and directed by an American. Interesting. <laughs> um, It's the same guy who did the Blues Brothers and Animal House, if you've seen those movies. Mm, nah. But uh, American Werewolf in London's, I think, is the funniest sad tragedy of a movie. Ooh, I'll have to see it then. Because if you think about if when you watch this movie and then you think about it, it's really dark and really depressing. But it has some of my favorite gags in any movie. That's my favorite that make thing. me laugh. I love that because <laughs> I can't just watch a straight comedy. Like I won't do it. I absolutely will not do it. But like, yeah, whenever it's just kind of like peppered in other genres that's i think where comedy thrives you know but that's oh, yeah me. i just really don't like comedy i don't know what it is about <laughs> me, but and people are always like no no this one you you'll like this snl skit you'll like i'm like listen i've seen maybe 30 snl skits and everyone always says you'll like this one i haven't liked a single one so <laughs> i'm still waiting on that snl skit that gets me to laugh <laughs> well i think i my theory is is comedy might be the hardest thing to get right. Oh, for sure. Everyone has a different idea of what right is. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And with like horror, if you're bad, you're at least making people laugh. Yeah. And people are still <laughs> enjoying it, you know? Yeah. If I feel like it's hard yeah. to like really flop a horror film. Like, obviously there's ones that are going to stand the test of time more than anything. But I just think like, if you get a little scream out of someone or you make them feel suspense, you're doing your job in the horror genre, at right. least the bare minimum there. <laughs> and like, even if your film is in particular, like, I don't find this movie very scary. If mm -hmm. it's at least a good story, it's like, okay, I'm watching, you know. If that was you like have Smile a for me. Smile was not scary in my opinion, but I like the story, so I was into it. <laughs> exactly. But if you have a comedy for what, I, like, I don't think comedies can just go off of story alone. Yeah. Because they're not built that way. Yeah. You need the jokes. 
Right. My my favorite comedies are always written by women, though. Like, I love Mean Girls. I love Bridesmaids. But I, but I think that's a trend. Like, if I find out that something is written or directed by a woman, I'm already excited about it. Which, Jennifer's Body, perfect example. Yeah. And it's so funny <laughs> because, like, watching it and, like, not having that information, it does kind of feel like it was written with the male gaze. But then, like, when you find out that it was written by a woman and then, like, you really dissect it, you're like, this really wasn't written from the male gaze at all. You know, like, this really was, I feel like, a female empowerment movie in a way. Like, Jennifer even has that one line where Needy's like, I thought you only kill boys. And she's like, well, I'll make an exception when she, like, decides she's, like, going to kill Needy. But the whole time she just, like, wants to kill boys. I mean, the boys she was killing, they weren't, like, bad people. Like, whatever. But still. I do like that she was just that like feels like written by a woman that she's just like killing all these boys. <laughs> oh, for sure. And a lot of people smarter than me, but I like to read their articles. They've written how like there's a lot of uh, queer readings in this film. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. A lot of it goes over my head. <laughs> uh, but I'm upon like rewatching. I'm like, oh, I see it now. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, I think in a way, Needy is like, they're like, Needy and Jennifer are best friends. But I do think that there is like some sort of like romantic attraction to each other. And especially from Jennifer to Needy. And I think the reason that Jennifer targets Needy's boyfriend is probably for that reason that like deep down, she's like in love with her and she doesn't want her to like be with this guy. And she's always mean to him throughout the film. Like, even before she's a demon, she, like, doesn't like him. And she's always, like, talking down to him. And I feel like that's coming from a place of, like, repressed homosexuality, 100%, which we love to see. Well, not repressed. We don't like to see repressed homosexuality. (laughs) (laughs) We like to see it (laughs) free-flowing. Exactly. And maybe if she, you know, if it wasn't repressed, maybe she wouldn't be eating boys yeah exactly maybe they could have this conversation and she didn't have to kill anybody you know exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think i think the world of jennifer's body i think it's a great film it really it's weird because it's a film that i think stands the test of time and is timeless Mm -hmm. yet when you watch it it is so 2008 oh yeah (laughs) definitely Yeah, it feels like all the movies that were coming out then, but like it just that horror aspect of it, I just feel like makes it so special. Yeah. And the characters, I think, Mm -hmm. too. Like, I just feel so invested in the lives of these characters. And I don't want the friendship to break. But at the same time, I'm here for the tea. I'm here for the drama. So, (laughs) yeah. No, I just like love the reveal at the end where like Needy, I said it before, where Needy is like, you were always terrible. Like you were never right. a good friend to me. It's not the demon. Like now you're just eating people, but you always kind of sucked. <laughs> right. And it's just now these darker parts of you are more apparent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. always, no, it's it's an incredible film. <laughs> yeah. But I do also like that, like despite whatever Needy felt about Jennifer, I do like at the end that she does get her revenge on the band and she kills them all. And that, like the that, was yeah, that was needed. That was great. Like, I think it's during the credits where you just like see them all. It, it's like, I think it's like a news report is like, I, I can't remember. I can't exactly remember, but I'm pretty sure it was during the credits 
whether a news report was like talking about what happened, but you see them all like torn to bits. And you're like, you knew as soon as she got out of jail, she breaks out of jail. She immediately goes to this band and she murders them. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she got in like a car with a trucker and she's like, oh, I'm following a band across the country. And then we see yeah. she did it. So like, you know, re- regardless of how she felt for Jennifer, Jennifer was also a victim and they got their comeuppets at the end. <laughs> and I think as an as the audience, we need that comeuppance. Yeah, we needed them to die. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And it's okay in a movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we need that uh, cathartic release or else. That the real like... bad guys got yeah. coming for them. Exactly. So, ah, what a great movie. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Needy at the end of the movie isn't doing what Jennifer was doing. Because obviously, like, she needs to feed to like survive well that's like actually a question because needy's not like a full demon i think she's only like a part demon because she got bit but like right. i feel like needy is going around killing bad people not doing what jennifer was doing and killing just like some innocent freaking emo kid she she's like actually killing like bad people so i like that i'm glad that needy survived and got the powers and can like do some good in the world <laughs> with her demon abilities Right. See, she's a demon superhero we that we don't deserve, but the one we need. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah, At the end of my podcast, I love to ask the question, if you were to meet Jennifer's body, uh, oh, oh, my goodness. If you were to meet Jennifer's check, a uh, Jennifer check, I all of a sudden cannot talk. That's fine. <laughs> but judging from the title of my podcast you know where i'm going with this i usually like to ask would you die but i'm gonna have a little twist for you because i'm interested what do you think would happen if jennifer check found herself in the clown cafe if jennifer check found herself in the clown cafe i feel like art the clown and her would totally get along you think they team up absolutely I love that. Because the question of would you die is no, I wouldn't die because Jennifer doesn't go after women unless they wrong her. I would never wrong Jennifer. (laughs) Never in a million years. But I feel like her and Art have like, you know, they're both killers. I don't think, I feel like Art would be like respect and she'd be like, sir, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And we don't even know what Art is. I feel like Art is some sort of demon thing too. They probably already know each other. And my character, I don't even know if I'm good or bad. I don't even know if I'm real. So (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Jennifer would not like my character. I feel like she'd think I was annoying. Well, if, you know, maybe, well, Jennifer has a specific taste in music. So if your character had like uh, um, an electric guitar. Yeah. 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 She'd be into that. I'll do it for you, Jennifer. I'll get an electric guitar. I'll put the banjo away. Uh, a punk rock cover of uh, Clown Cafe. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to make that happen, so it oh, might happen. <laughs> that would get all the streams on Spotify. We need more verses. I gotta talk to John and Al Kaplan. And be like, we gotta write like more than a minute long song. We need like a full three and a half minute bop. You know, hit hit singer. Uh, oh my god, hit single with a music video. Yes. Cha-ching. We need that a hundred percent. I gotta talk to them, make it happen. <laughs> yes. We're manifesting that. We're manifesting you being in a super massive game. Yes. We're manifesting all the things. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do have to say, if I met Jennifer's um 
I almost did it again. If I met Jennifer Check, she uh I would die. She would you eat would me. You would definitely I, die. Yeah. <laughs> she she would eat me and I would thank her. Yes. <laughs> you would definitely die. You would be like right on the list. <laughs> yep. And I wouldn't even have to do anything wrong, but that's okay. Yeah, I'd be she like, likes the nice guys for some reason. <laughs> I'd be like, you're talking to me? And she'd be like, I'm gonna eat you. I'd be like, you're Thank talking you. to me? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. We did go a little over my bad. Like I oh, said earlier, totally fine. I love we talking. So many tangents as well. So many tangents. <laughs> tangents are the best. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you never know where you're going to go. And it's the best thing. I do want to give you the time to kind of plug your podcast again, plug whatever you got going on i know you're doing like a bunch of horror convention appearances so i am what's yeah, coming so, up for leah <laughs> um next weekend actually i will be in florida for spookala my first convention very excited about that in february i'll be in california for CreepyCon, and i will have more conventions coming up but that's all i got at the moment to talk about but you can find me on twitch at leah l-e-a-h underscore the princess the podcast is It's All Geek to Me, and my film company, Late Bloomer Pictures, has some exciting stuff coming up soon. So got a lot of stuff going on. All good stuff. That is awesome. And I can't wait to hear the announcement that you got cast in the, super, <laughs> the next super massive game. And I'm yes. we're willing it into existence. It's going to happen. It has <laughs> It's going to gonna happen. So thank you. Thank you so much for uh, doing this with me. I had so much fun today of course i did as well it was fun just talking about horror films i love it thank you for listening to today's episode thanks again to the incredible leah for coming on the show and talking about jennifer's body definitely check out all of her work she is doing amazing whether it's twitch streaming podcasting singing you name it she's awesome at it on this segment of i know what you watched last week in which i tell you about the horror films i've watched since the last week Horror rewatches include my favorite Christmas movie, Gremlins, again. The newer Christmas horror favorite, Better Watch Out, which, fun fact, stars a girl who plays Priscilla Presley in this year's film, Elvis, and Gremlins 2. I am indeed in a gizmo sort of mood. I watched The Wolf of Snow Hollow for the first time this week. I thought it was really, really good. It's got a unique sense of humor to it, and like all great werewolf movies, it's really, really sad. If you are a werewolf fan, you have to check this out. I said this in the last episode, but I'm going to repeat it here. My next horror short is complete, and we are applying it to festivals. It is called Ice Scream, written and directed by yours truly, and I consider it a treat of a horror movie. I'm so excited to share this film with everybody. If you're enjoying the Would You Die podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to help support the podcast financially, I do have a Buy Me A Coffee page. I'll put the link in the episode description, but it is buymeacoffee.com slash show. If you choose, you can donate a dollar, say something nice, and overall just make my day. And if not, no worries, but any little bit will help this podcast in a big way. You can find the show social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Show. You can also follow me on TikTok at Podcast where lately I've posted a few gizmo-oriented TikToks. 
If you want my unfiltered movie thoughts, follow me at Letterboxd at Taurus AU. You can also find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend Josie Palmer. Next week on the Woody Die podcast, it is the last episode of the year. Don't worry, I will be back January 4th. The podcast is only taking a week break, but we got a big one coming to you next week. You know what? I'm just going to say it. It is what I'm calling the Gremlins Christmas Spectacular. It's going to be amazing. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die. <laughs>